Welcome, everyone, to Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. This episode has a great servant, as I always have, but Bill is a, a unique financial advisor because he's doing some great things in the special needs area, and we're going to learn more about that today. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve, so much for having me as a guest. I really appreciate the opportunity to bring knowledge and serve the public. I love that. Well, let's jump into it. We know there's a hundreds and hundreds of financial advisors out there. You chose, uh, chose a very cool niche, and I love it, is special needs. Why'd you go that direction? Well, I'm a parent of a special needs child. And with that, there comes a lot of responsibility. And so in order to help someone in, in that field, you kind of have to come from it, from experience, from the, the tried and true, knowing, you know, as a parent of a child that doesn't have disabilities, you want your child to grow and learn something or add a new niche to the holster of activities. But when you're a parent of a special needs child, you just want to get through the day without incident. And that really is the number one thing. So you, you ignore your own health, you ignore your mental well-being, you, you ignore your financial well-being, because at the end of the day, you're just exhausted. And you're spending a lot of money on this as well. Let's get into that. Yeah. If, if you're a parent of a special needs child during their lifetime, the caretaking costs approximately between 2.4 and $2.7 million at the end of the, at the end of the day. Right. And it just depends on the severity of the disabilities. That's why there's the range. Um, and, what most people don't accumulate in that is lost wages because one of the parents has to take time off to take the child to appointments. And if you're in your prime earning years, which is like 45 to 60, you have to lessen your work week or find a more flexible job and it's lost wages that you'll never recover. So that doesn't even go into the accumulation of that true cost. Great comment. I, I I never think about that, but you're right. And how do you help that? You know, I'm a parent of special needs and I've got to go from five days a week to three days a week in my job of losing two days of work. How do you help them? Of course you can't get them a job, but what can you do to help alleviate that issue? Well, there's a lot of things I can do, but what I recommend first is getting a trust, right? When you get a trust, it's in the state by a state attorney um, where you reside in that creates something that's flexible and unique to you. And once that trust is set up, uh, you can set up the stipulations of how to disperse that trust. God forbid something happens to one or both of the parents, you're making sure that someone is cared for under your rules and stipulations, right? Right. So my job is to introduce them to a trustworthy attorney first and foremost. And once that process starts, I'm the opposite of that, meaning that I fund that trust or funding that matters or, you know, creating that legacy so that it's filled properly and it's amply supplied. That's pretty powerful. And that sounds like a game changer and a relief stress for those types those parents as well. Well, peace of mind, um, stress, but ultimately when someone is reducing their work week from three to five days or they're stretched out too thin, 
The one thing they shouldn't have to worry about is what happens if I'm gone, right? Because just because someone has a servant's heart doesn't mean they're a good money manager, right? Um, and look, there are many people out there that are giving advice in the Christian community. Um, and what I'm going to say is probably controversial, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. 90% of what most famous people, without naming names, say is incorrect. <laughs> Meaning when you retire, you're not supposed to retire with your house paid off, your car paid off, no credit card debt, and living off of Social Security and or state-funded home that you didn't really want to be in. And who wants to work at Walmart as a greeter in your late 70s to put food on the table, right? Yeah. So why follow that advice? Because the person that's writing that book is getting royalties off that book, right? And, and off his shows. And in the end, he's not going to scrape by and follow his own advice. So my advice is simple. Know what your dream goals and desires are and create a vehicle that gets you to that lifestyle that you want to retire in and consult with someone who actually knows what they're doing so that you can get there. Yeah, right? I like that. It's great advice. What's some of the challenge, financial challenges of a parents with special needs? Well, the biggest challenge of someone is this, that when you, when you organize your day or your week or your month, you have a blocking calendar of schedule, right? And a child with special needs has therapy that they have to go to. They might have extra sessions for, um, you know, when I say therapy, it could be OT, it could be PT, it could be speech, it could be actual aquatics therapy where they go into the pool. So there's all different types of therapies that they have to put into their calendar and you have to be the magician to find out who's gonna arrange the travel to and from. Now, if you had a trust set up um, and, and say your child was receiving disability income or social security, right? The key thing is, is that money that comes in is supposed to be used for A, room, and two, board, which is food. And the health benefits you get from that for the existing is also there. So if you get money outside of that and it's made payable to the trust, they don't lose their health benefits and they keep the increase. You can also charge the state a rate increase in both your rent and your food allowance, which people don't know about. So you can get a two or 3% cost of living increase every year by filling out the right applications. But now we go back to the trust and funding it. If you can fund that trust, that transportation to and from, well, it, whether you have a personal care assistant or a health person with them, as well as an Uber driver, so you could still work, can alleviate all that stress, mm -hmm. right? And you can get the funding payable to that trust, and then that could be pre-noted and organized so that it, it, it comes natural, right? Right out of the funds. And these are resources that you have that you, you work with parents to get this all well, taken care of. Yeah. So here's the thing. Even if parents don't have two nickels together to make a dime, right? Even if they don't, 
they need to find an attorney with a heart or go to, go to an organization to help them out to get a trust set up first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And you can fund a trust just in case with a term policy that could be less than $60 a month in case you're not around. But that's just step one. If they need a second job, I can help them get a secondary job, right? That works around their schedule. That's flexible. I can also help them save money on bills they're paying anyway. They just got to ask, right? So there's, there's many things I could do that a typical financial advisor doesn't bother with because I care. I want to make a difference in their lives. And I'm not working for one corporation. I'm working for 38. So I do what's best for them, right? And that's, that's the bottom line. You're serving the parents. That's why I wanted you on the show. And that's, I'm, I'm going to say this too, financial advisors, you're right. It's the goal is to make you as much money as you can so they can make as much money. And I don't know if that's a bad thing. I won't say that, but I love what you're taking to the next step because they need that more than anything. You know, me, I don't have a special needs kid. I'm a different animal than working with a special needs parents, kids. Correct. It's a completely different animal, but in your case, um, there's something you should be aware of as well. Right. And that's, there's two other fallacies that are out there in corporate America that should be brought to your attention. Let's call it the college savings plan or the 529, right? Boy, you're really bear trapped into that one. And there's a lot of things that are not really positive about that. And so I can help you find a better use for that money that's more flexible and earn greater returns by just not operating within that form. Okay, because children, it's not like when we were in the 70s, 80s and 90s. Today, 80 percent of the workforce jobs available 20 years now haven't even been created yet. Right. So it's not necessary for you to go to college and have a mortgage for the rest of your life. Instead of a house, you have to pay off college loans. So there are other options might be to go to the computer industry and go to a training school or technical school or go to a county school for the first two years and then transfer for that piece of paper the last two years. Or there's other options where they might not need to go to school, but they learn a trade. There's nothing wrong with being a plumber, or electrician, a house builder. The, the, the age of that workforce is getting older and older, and we need more people that work with their hands. Yeah. So never look down upon somebody who gets their hands dirty because they're doing a job, right? So the, we can't pigeonhole our kids into going to a certain institution or a state institution mm -hmm. for a four-year or an eight-year degree that they might not even use, yeah. right? And it's, That's, it's expensive. Oh, yeah. That's one. The other thing is the big fallacy, which is the 401k, right? So businesses do it because it's a great tax write-off. But if your corporation does not match the number, so if you donate, if their donation match is 3%, then you match it at 3%. And the difference of savings has to be invested or should be invested into something else. But if there's no match, then... You don't invest. So teachers, listen, if your state does not match, why are you putting it into something you can't control? One. Big, big thing. Teachers beware. 
Another thing to keep in mind is the fact that your, your 401k upon distribution, when you collect your money, is taxed. So why are you contributing money into a 401k for 10, 20, 30, 40 years? And then when you get it, you lose 30% off the top to Uncle Sam. Interesting. Why? Right? When you could take that same exact money and put it into an income tax-free shell and grow it compounded annually, and what you earn is what you keep. So I ask you, if you retire, would you rather retire with 300,000 and then lose 30% or 900,000 and you lose nothing, right? Easy answer. Right. I like that. It's, even I can figure that out, which is makes it easy for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know you want to talk about a special book. I don't want to forget about it. Let's talk about that book. Well, um, we both have a mutual friend uh, named Doug and Cornfield. Uh, and, and so he, he has a unique project of pulling others along, right? And uh, basically, it's setting up camps for underserved and disabled children to have fun, right? And enabling the, the children who have limitations to be limitless, right? And if the parents can't afford to attend these camps, he finds a donator or a benefactor, even as far as much as giving them gas money to get there, right? Now, this is not unheard of, but that's a servant's heart, right? And so, uh, I joined the inner trust uh, of that organization because of what they do and the joy they bring to others. And um, it, it brings me joy to just discuss it because if you have a chance to read his book, it, it's a great read. The forward is by uh, Terry Bradshaw and it talks about teamwork, right? And what it takes. So um, I recommend that highly and also it's just a great cause. And so when, when you do work like that, it, it's sort of like Christmas morning, right? It's you go downstairs and it's the joy of giving, right? Because the smiles that you see on the videos or in person, it's worth it. Yeah. I like that. And it's what's the name of the book again, pulling each other along with Doug Cornfield. Yeah. I love yep. it. Um, and, and I'll put that in the show notes audience. You'll be able to access it. it's on Amazon. I have a copy here myself. Uh, it is a great, a great message and the message in the book you'll love. Um, let's do a shout out. How can people reach you, Bill? So the best way to get a hold of me is to go to www.perfectlyimperfectfamiliesplural.com. And my email is bill at perfectlyimperfectfamilies.com. And I return text and phone calls. So they're more than welcome to reach me at 267-278-5062. Thank you. And I appreciate that audience reach out to him. And I'm going to do him a favor because I love what he's doing. Special needs are important. Don't have myself, but I have friends that do. I'm going to send the first two people that reach out to you, Bill. I'm going to mail them a gift. Courtesy of me for thanking them for reaching out. Bill, reach out to me and give you your contact info. But if you're after the two, please reach out. I've talked and heard many stories of these help people. And if you got a special needs friend, family, or yourself in 
reach out to him and get some answers. He, he's a great resource, if not anything else. Um, well, ideally, who are you looking for? Is there an ideal client, not just special needs? Is there more to that? Yeah. So, I mean, I work with people in the sandwich generation and people are going to say, what is that? Right. It's 30 to 50 year olds that it's a family with children and they're stuck in the middle. They have children they're raising and they're trying to save for college. They have aging parents that are not, you know, they're not quite there yet in the golden years, but they don't have a game plan for retirement, no long care planning that's in writing. And I'm not talking about getting a long-term care protection package. I'm talking about getting something in writing so that their wishes are written so that everyone knows how they want to retire and what does it look like. And then for the person stuck in the middle, the sandwich person, just getting them organized to prepare for the future, whatever organized looks like. Now, that's, that's only 25% of our population, right, that falls into that category. But I'm going to be really niche specific here when, for my ask. And my ask is this. I would like to meet owners of small businesses. And when I say small businesses, I'm going to really niche it down. High-end hair salons that $80 or more per cut. Um, I would like to work with people that are custom home builders. I would like to work with carpenters, electricians, plumbers, HVAC people. Now you notice there's a theme and the theme is people who work with their hands, right? People who get dirty, right? Because they need love too. No, they do. And that that's, that's unique. I've not heard a financial advisor niche down like that. So I appreciate that. And I do have some people I'm going to share with you. Um, when it comes to financial and you meet somebody for the first time, how many of those percentage of people are not ready for retirement? Oh, 95%. Wow, uh, that high. Yeah, because they think that they're covered for the future with Social Security and a 401k, right? And it's a good start, but... The things they're not considering are two key aspects. One, what is healthcare going to cost when they retire? Mm -hmm. Who's going to pay for that? What is, what is it going to, how do you prepare for that? Two, if you like taking vacations, one, mm -hmm. two, three, four a year, or when you retire, you could take more. What does that actually cost you? And how do you put that into your budget? so that you're not sitting around reading the newspaper or watching TV all day because you can't afford to do anything. So you need to diversify your, your retirement plan by having tax-free streams of income coming in or diversifying your portfolio by having limitations on certain types of products and expanding in others. But not knowing and giving general generality of advice, I'm going to say that it's it's best to just reach out and have a conversation because the first aspect in every meeting is protection, right? And by protection, I mean if you have if you like the person who's supplying you with your auto insurance, well, 
if you have any young drivers or bad drivers in the group where you have assets that are worth greater than a half million dollars, right? You need to get an umbrella coverage policy that has a million dollar umbrella policy for general liability. And to add that to your expenses could be the difference between whether you keep your 401k in your house if a mistake happens. So yeah. you want to protect your assets. That's first and foremost. The second thing is you need an attorney, someone that you like, know, and trust so that you have a will, a trust, a living will, and things in writing, right? Like an estate plan. And if you, and, and these are all important because States only recognize what is in writing. They don't recognize thoughts and intentions, right? And if you have any assets and nothing in writing, it could go right into the state's holding. Whereas if you just do a little bit of writing and advancement, it's done. Covered. Yeah. So you, you take stress out of senior living. You can take stress out of senior living because if you know the wishes of your parent or the children's grandparents, and they say they want to stay in their home, right? And 50% of our population lives beyond 87. Think about that stat. Modern technology, modern medicine, or eating better or eating correctly, exercising, 50% live beyond 87. So if you retire at, eight, at 67, right? You have to have enough money set aside to go beyond 87, right? For your daily living expenses. Yep. So you have to plan that out. And if you haven't started, it's never too late. But when we're talking long-term care, if someone goes into a home, okay, and it's not their choice, that runs anywhere from a low end of 90,000 to a high end of 150,000 a year, depending on where you live. Right. And I'm going to say it's going to be higher in 20 years as opposed to lower because nothing goes down. Yeah. So long term care, if you're going to stay in your own house, you have to consider things like personal care assistance and how many hours a day you're going to need. And right now, the average cost nationwide is twenty seven dollars an hour. Wow. There's more. There's, there's less expensive. There's more expensive. That's the average cost. And about things like handrails and trip and fall risks and phone scams and medical allocation of medicine, meaning that putting it in the right mouths, because parents, when, you, when they're not as sharp, they know they have to take their medicine, but they don't know if they took it or didn't, and then they might overtake or undertake, right? Yeah. And these are all things you have to be concerned with. And that's where somebody like you, an advisor, can help. This is awesome, Bill. I, I, I we're running out of time here, but again, what's your website? It's uh, www.perfectlyimperfectfamilies.com. Great. Reach out to Bill. If you know somebody with special needs, disabled, all those different things, or you just don't know, just reach out. If you're, if you're like me, you know, a married man with my wife has, you know, I don't have kids, but we all need help financially. Financial literacy is, uh, Poor, and that's a bad word to use because it's worse than that. And Bill's here to help. I want to thank you for being on the show. You've enlightened me, and I'm sure you've enlightened the audience, and I'm sure they're going to reach out to you. But can I ask one more favor? Can you give sure. my audience a piece of advice that's helped you through this whole journey? 
Well, I'm going to do one better. If, if, if they want to have a free analysis, a financial health checkup, where I ask them five questions, right? And I give them a rating between one and five and give them advice to follow. And then it's up to them if they want to continue with me or a friend. I can do that for free, right? As a favor to the show, right? And so, but I'm going to give you, that's one thing. But the other big thing is, if you pray consistently and you have a positive mindset in prayer and how you look at life, good things happen. And so if you, if you stay positive, stay focused, and you do what is right, good comes back. 